Great. Awesome. 67. Ready? Yes. Oh, God. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. I okay. heard some crashing noise. Are you okay? Yes. I think okay. I am. <laughs> okay. Is your pride hurt? Yes. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to the 67th episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Elisa, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I have a glass of wine with me right now. Oh my and god. And this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> Damn, this is the part where I break out my whiskey, but I don't have any with me right now. you have a right beer now. on you right I'm now? I'm in my room. Or like... It's far away. No, no, it's too late for that. We're here now. It's not too late. It's <laughs> not too late. No, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to go out there and, and get, get it and come back. That seems rude. I don't want to. That's what. You know, that's what. Podcast just for that. That's what um filler music is for, Jeremy. <laughs> mm, no, really though. Okay, can you can you vamp for like a few yes. seconds? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> right back. Right, right back. back. So while I'm talking, I'm going to include some background audio just to make things interesting and make things fun. So here is my terrible ASMR for the day. Um, the reason I'm drinking this glass of wine is you viewers and Jeremy are going to find out how Gamefly screwed me over once again, but we're going to save that story for last. And I'm just, it was just one of those days where I had to get whatever red wine was at the house. I don't even know what I'm drinking right now. Wine is wine to me. It, it was only recently that I started smelling wine. Like, you know how when you drink wine, you waff it, and then you smell some random shit like tree bark or fruit or dirt? Well, I'm wine is wine to me, and it is a means of relaxing and getting inebriated and it's uh poison in small it's doses. it's poison in small doses <laughs> so i don't have any beer but i found alcoholic strawberry rhubarb <gasps> wait a minute that is like not your father's rhubarb pie right yeah it's like not your mom's strawberry That's, rhubarb that brand is delicious <clears throat> it's so good my, my <clears throat> favorite <laughs> <laughs> it's so good <clears throat> My favorite one is not your father's root beer. It's a classic, but it's just yep. great and delicious. And Hell yummy. yeah, dude. Oh. There's a lot of a lot of people don't like root beer, I would say. I I mean the people that I've met don't really like root beer. I'm like, root beer's my favorite soda. Root beer and Dr. Pepper and sodas that taste more on that end are kind of uh I like them. I'm just not in the mood for them all the time. I'm the opposite. I'm I'm in the mood for them anytime. <laughs> and here we are with rhubarb pie. Yep. And not yep. root beer. And it mm. It's got a five point nine percent alcohol. I don't know what the alcohol content of this wine is. It's probably like tastes like four. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> don't think it's at that point it, it doesn't does, matter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't matter. If it's not on the bottle, who cares? It's never on the bottle if you think about it for wine. There's never alcohol content. Yeah. True. Yeah. True, true. 
Oh, I um, I got my blood taken for me on Monday. You donated blood, That's, or okay. you went to a doctor's appointment? Let me let me retract. It was blood for my doctor to you know to just do blood okay. tests. But um, so here's what happened. Last week, my doctor gives me a note saying, "Hey, you should do this blood test because you know it." we want to do these tests on you and make sure that you're healthy as part of our standard procedure. I was like, yes, of course I've done this before. So I go to the blood test lab and I hand the guy, my doctor's form. And he's like, okay, there's, there's quite a few tests on here that your doctor wants to perform on you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I signed the papers. He leaves, he comes back, he's wearing gloves. I'm like, okay, this is normal. He pulls out the drawer in the drawer. There's the needles, there's the vials. And I'm like, okay, seen this before. He reaches to grab the vials, but he grabs a handful. Like oh, six. it's one of those. And, and that's when I knew that I'm getting hella blood drawn yeah. for me. <laughs> so he stuck the needle in. He's like, you ready? I'm like, you, you already stuck the needle in. I could be no more ready <laughs> than this. He plugs one vial in, takes it out, another vial in, the blood squirting out into the vial. He takes Every it out. Every time you say he violin, it, it sounds like violin, the instrument. I know, I know, right? But he did it six times, so... Okay, that... Yeah. You could do tons of things with that. You could find out if you have, like, diseases. You could probably donate blood at that point, and... Wow. Yeah, quite a few blood was blood vials were taken from me, uh, so... So, I, um, I hate real-life blood. I can't, I can't stand <laughs> real-life blood. Like, when, when I injure myself... I'm even freaked out and I have a I freak out and other people have to help me put on a band-aid a lot of the times. Do you faint from seeing your um, own blood? I'm very queasy, but I have never actually fainted yet. And probably won't. See, I'm the I'm like the opposite. I was staring at the guy drawing blood for me the whole time. Like I couldn't take my eyes off of it. One because I was so amused not amused i was in i was like interested in what he was doing to my arm because he stuck it into a vein and every time you plugged a vial in it would like spurt blood into the vial and i was like whoa this is really interesting i didn't faint from it i didn't feel weird after i felt normal but i was hungry because i had to fast the yeah day before so i was like okay well i guess i'm gonna go eat something now That's... but throughout the whole process i was like this is good like i i, I knew for a fact that I wouldn't faint from seeing it, but I wanted to test myself once again. When I have that happen, I can't look at the process. I usually close my eyes. Yeah. It freaks me out too much. I guess I'm the type of person that if I were to die, I would see how I would die. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like that that's how I, that's how I feel. Like if there's a if I want to die, I want to know how I died. <laughs> I'm sure you can find out a fortune or prophecy for that. It'll say, do or do not, there is no try, if I go to get a fortune cookie. <laughs> it's quoting It's Yoda. like you go to heaven, and God asks you, hey, yo, Jeremy, you want to see how you died? Yeah, bro. <laughs> In- <laughs> Show me that instant replay. <laughs> I can't do that. He like he like plugs in like a gaming yeah. capture card. <laughs> he like shows me. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. Like, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> And he turns to me, he's like, it's 4K. I'll be like, hell yeah, dude. It's 4 I'll be like, yeah. Hey. yeah. 
That's freaking hilarious. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, that that was the biggest thing that happened to me on Monday. Nice. Um, but other than that, my week has been pretty okay. I'd say I got some gaming time in. You know, I've done some house chores. I cleaned my room. Typical stuff. Um, what about you? How's your week so far? Um, the week has been pretty all right. Um, a lot of a lot of things happened today that were kind of annoying and unfortunate. And uh, for one, this microphone cord, I don't know if it will go out eventually, but my microphone's been having issues again. So hopefully this audio sounds good. But then also I've um my headphones, like my PlayStation headphones, that only one of the ears is working now. What? Yeah. And that sucks. So I know yeah, and the, to be honest, I wasn't even like it was just on the side of my desk. I went to work one time, I put them on and only one ear worked. I changed the aux cord. I changed what? all these different things. They are broken. So you're only going through my left ear right now. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you can still hear me, right? And let I guess going into gaming, I'll talk about Monster Hunter World, which was my latest subscription game from GameFly. Ah, the the yes, the Odyssey. To talk a little Gamefly. bit of the mechanics of Monster Hunter World. In a previous podcast, I have played the demo before, and I've seen a lot of videos. I really enjoyed the demo, and now I'm playing it. And I got up pretty much until the Puke Puke is the name of a monster in the game. <laughs> and it's like one of like the sixth or fifth monsters that you, um, that you defeat. And I'm getting into my groove now. The game was a very difficult. I realized after talking with Kevin that there's a lot of things that I missed and there's a lot of things that are missable in this game that you need to watch walkthroughs or consult with someone whether or not you actually did it or you're playing correctly. For example, I really like the insect glaive. It's one is just a pretty looking weapon. I care about those things sometimes. And two, it's just, uh, it's like almost a staff, but not really. But it's just like convenient. It's just one stick and it's easy to fight with and it's light. And I'm one of those fighters. I use a long sword if necessary, but it's just easier to use dual swords or glaive. And I found out that apparently I there's more moves that are not shown on the game itself. And you have to watch a YouTube video or something or look it up. It almost feels like Prima Guides where, oh, I didn't know this can do that until you look up a guide for it. Ah, I know. Prima Guides. <laughs> but um, it is a great game. In fact, it is a fucking... Like, once I started getting the hang of it, oh my god, I'm scared. Like, that's a game you don't want to be addicted to. That's... I do like it so far. You like it but so far. But if you... If, Finishing the game is 200 hours. <laughs> that's a game that's like, I need to be careful being addicted to that. But it doesn't matter. Oh you know why? Because my disc is broken now. <laughs> Wait, what? How? I don't know. You know, Jeremy, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't hmm. know. <laughs> All You're I know is that the disc this week. completely stopped working after, like, or somewhere around Puke Puke. In fact, it stopped working two hours ago. <laughs> and I was looking at the disc. I reinstalled it. It didn't even have that many scratches on it, to be honest. Like, it had as much scratches as any other disc CD would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. not working. I also turned on and turned off and turned back on my PS4. Still not working. So, yeah, this game's not working anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Can you tell Gamefly? Can you get another disc? That is what I need to do. I need to... Google Gamefly and figure out what the process is. I'm not sure. I I'd, I'd have to get a new disc because this is totally yeah. dumb. Reach out to their support. I'm sure they have a support team. You can I know. Email. Yeah. So I'll probably reach out and get a new replacement disc because otherwise, I will buy the game. Yeah, considering your previous option when you bought Detroit. I mean, at this point, yeah. So you tried it, right? So buy I know. It. So I'll probably buy a digital copy for it sometime soon. But yeah, Gamefly. It's third strike. Mm. Damn, Gamefly. Stop fucking up. I know. The interesting thing about Gamefly, and I told you this before, but if you like the game, you can just buy it and just purchase the game and it'll be charged to your account and you can keep the disc. Hmm. But, you know, I can't keep the disc. It's broken. <laughs> right. And that's about it. Well, I mean, you're having a good experience so far <laughs> with the game. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a great game. Right, right. In my news, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS. Nice, nice. Why? I, well, I mean, more more so because... Wait, what? I would I have never question Animal Crossing. Well, there's nothing wrong of with course. Animal no, Crossing. Of course. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to fill the gap before Kiwami 2, like I said before. You know, I, I kind of got bored of Rising Storm 2. It was the same thing over and over again, and I need some variety. So I wanted something that was easily playable, but also, um, you know, not too intense it's a great single player experience, so Animal Crossing definitely helps fill any gap between video games or even the video game. If you just <laughs> want to play Animal Crossing, go ahead and do it. I'm still patiently waiting for the Switch version because that's the one that I cannot wait to play. Patiently but waiting. For now, yes, but for now, the 3DS version will have to do. It's still a solid game. Even if they ported the 3DS version over to the Switch, I would not complain because the 3DS version is probably the most complete and best animal crossing i've ever played so far but yeah no I, I just wanted to play it because it's relaxing you know it's, it's playing video games overall is a great way to de-stress but there's some video games like i would say harvest moon minecraft stardew valley animal crossing those are the lifestyle games that really you know put you at ease because you can organize things you can do basically do whatever you want in a safe environment nothing bad's gonna happen to you so yeah, no, I've just been playing. Yeah. And um, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is coming out this week and next week for some people. So 
I know, Elisa, you'll be playing that this coming Friday since you bought the digital version. I myself bought the physical Steelbook Edition version, as I have with Yakuza Kiwami 1, and I'll be playing that next Tuesday when it comes to my house, and I will be recording some gameplay videos and doing stuff like that, so look out for that next so week. So we're recording this, and a lot of the reviews just came out, and everyone is thinking very or has reviewed it very positively. I think it's getting better reviews than Yakuza 0. Wow, that's a bold statement, but I could see why because of, you know, the engine. Um, maybe the story's better, but um, Makoto Makimura, I can't wait to play. I know she Majima's comes back! Like, oh, that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. Like, oh my god. Everything <laughs> I've read points to they enhanced Kiwami 2 in such a good way. I'm going crazy. I want to play it so badly. Uh, it's good shit, man. It's good uh, shit. It's a oh my god! It's a great. It's a great series overall, and I'm so in love with the series. I know. I'm excited. I'm. Ex- I'm very. A few of our viewers on Discord, uh, such as Hooded Dude, they already got their copies, and man, like I'm so jealous that they're playing. Yeah, shout out to Hooded Dude, first of all. Second of all, yeah, dude, play the shit out of that game. I know. Um, this goes without saying, but, you know, we always say it. Please play the Yakuza series starting with Zero. It's a great franchise, great storyline, great characters. Everything o- about it is overall fantastic. It's a great f- first play, not first player, single player experience. Um, check it out. I mean, it's on PC now for 20 bucks. You can't really beat that price I know. for a game that will give you like over 200 hours I'm of ready. I'm ready for some Majima story time. I'm ready to rent. Mm. Jeremy, I'm ready to r- fucking run a cabaret club. <laughs> so. <laughs> I. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yes. Like, Hell yeah. It's one thing to be a part of the cabaret club and visit it. And it's another thing to run that shit. And hell yeah, that is a whole different ball game. Make that I bank. know, basically. I'm excited for Kiri's love story. Exactly. That's gonna be exactly. Fun. And Ryuji, the name of this year's antagonist. Ooh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be it's good. It's gonna be good. Hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah, we're both really looking forward to Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, shout out to the people on the Discord for keeping it down. Again, please join our Discord. We're all chatting up there. We're all talking. So yeah, no, join join the Discord. See what's yep. up. Talk about games with us. Talk about games with us in real time. How about that? That's very true. Like We have a listener question coming up at the end of the podcast, but it like we do respond like within 24 hours or so. If you yeah. have questions, you can ask us direct. Yeah, no, totally. Aside from our email, you can ask us direct live questions on our. In terms of other games that I'm playing, um, I started the Valkyria Chronicles for demo yesterday. I played yeah. the demo. It's pretty packed. There's a lot of content in the demo. There's all there's two battles, I think that you can play through so far. And I'm on chapter one. And this is one of those demos where when you get the full game, it'll start where you ended. 
Oh wow! So just like Yakuza, like Kiyo- Yakuza, no, like like six. Yakuza Six. In fact, uh, I think Valkyria Chronicles is published by Sega. Yes, it is. That's correct. It is. Yeah. So pretty much the same concept. Valkyria Chronicles was a pretty. It, it's you know it's not necessarily a long game, but the tactical battles can take a while. And in tutorial mode, the prologue and in chapter one, those battles took a very long time for me to figure out but also because it's been a while since i played valkyria chronicles one and then i didn't play two or three and now i'm coming back with four that it was just really difficult to get in back into the game because i can't i don't think that way i haven't thought about that way in a while because i've only been playing role-playing games mostly mm-hmm. so now thinking of proper strategy but like it took a while but by the end of chapter one, I felt pretty confident in what I was supposed to do. Nice. A few of a few significant changes that I noticed, although I don't remember the first game too well, what is um your reserves and at a time on the battlefield, at least in the demo, you can have up to ten people. But you start off with six people. You start off with six people and eventually you can have up to 10 because you can bring your reserves to your base camp to your camps as you're infiltrating like a castle or infiltrating your enemy base. And I like that because pretty much you can move your players from camp to camp. So once you so where you're so similar to like a, a capture the flag style, you have multiple bases on your battleground Mm -hmm. and you have enemy bases that you can take over and put your flag and that becomes your base anything that's your base you can move your characters from place to place instead of using your using a round to move the characters because if i recall correctly with valkyria chronicles one the biggest thing is that um each player depending on their position can only take a few amount of steps. Oh, I see. But now with this retreat system and this base camp system where you you can pretty much transport and call all your players from base to base as long as you infiltrate other camps. So it's very useful. Um, A few frustrations that I hope was only with the demo is that you have you can pull up your map and you can choose different players at a time for your actions so for people who don't know how their curio chronicles work is um you basically have about like six actions before the enemy goes and so then the enemy has six actions and then you go back and forth oh i see I yeah see. and then as you kill more enemies and kill more of their commanders and leaders you can get more actions per turn so it's like, for example, if I kill nice. one person, then the enemy's actions will go to five and then mine will go to seven if I killed their leader. Oh, yeah. Wow. So the frustrating thing about that is for some reason, it is so hard to choose the dot that you want. So pretty much, I don't know what the hell they did, but they chose such a small area. Uh, so each player is represented by a circle on the map and they literally just chose like 10% of the top left corner that is actually clickable 
Oh, what? Like, does that make <laughs> sense? Like, the clicking, like, Wait, the I... hot spot area is not the whole entire yeah. circle. It's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And it, I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's so frustrating. I was what like, how did I... That's why I was saying, I hope it's a demo thing, because how would they even let that happen? I mean, I'm sure they're going to patch it if you buy the whole game. I mean, they have to. That's not Yeah, they up. have to. It was really <laughs> dumb. I couldn't understand why. Like, I'm freaking out over this, but the, if you have to do 20 rounds of battle in one chapter, this gets annoying if you just want things to go by quickly. So. Yeah. Totally. Um, Aside from that, another thing that was frustrating is that um, the background music was louder than the vocals, and um, there were points. So there were points where the vocals, I couldn't hear them at all. It was just drowned by really loud background, and I was like, and sound effects. I was like, this is so weird. Like, why is the narration and why are the characters basically mumbling? Like, why? And I checked the options, and I was like, why is like everything looks normal? Why is it so soft? Yeah. But the plot twist in all of this, Jeremy, mm-hmm. is it turns out that my sound bar is not working properly. <laughs> oh my god. The your your bad luck goes even further. Wow. So the plot twist in all of this is that my audio was just flat out not even working at all. And then I had to plug my headphones into the controller because it was only extrapolating the background. And which, by the way, the music soundtrack is wonderful, very typical JRPG, but it's just upbeat. It's exactly what you expect. But still, like, what the fuck? Well, now you know. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I guess so. You know. Now I know. So, were you playing on? You're playing on PS4, yes, the right? Because demos- you said click. You mentioned click, so I thought you were playing on PC. Oh, sorry, but like, but no, it's okay. Basically, press the button. Yeah, no, I know. I say click for pressing the button on my phone too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, it was so, so stupid. Yeah. So yeah, and well, then I, I realized yeah. that wow, this entire thing has been dubbed the entire time. It mm. just turns out that my audio wasn't working. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Well, are you going to buy the whole game? <laughs> yes, I actually already have it pre-ordered. It comes out at the end of September, which is perfect, because that's when I anticipate being done with Yakuza. Okay. Yes. Wow. You you think you're going to finish Yakuza in a month? If it's the same as Kiwami, which Kiwami was like 20 hours shorter than Zero, I think so. Potentially. Okay. Because, you know, as you know, I'm the kind of person that likes to take my time with the story because they get distracted it's easily. It's true. So I do, thi- I I do try- think we finished Kiwami in a shorter amount of time, though. We did. No, absolutely. There was a lot less content in Kiwami than... Zero, because, you know, Kiwami's a cheaper price, but also kind of a rehash of Zero. So they didn't have a lot to update since it was pretty much the same assets, which is fine. I'm not saying it's a bad game. 
It was a $30 game as opposed to a $60 one. Yeah. It made sense. It made sense that they would cut the price in half for half the content. Pretty much. That being said, Yakuza Kiwami 2 seems like it has a lot more than Kiwami 1, which is, you know, I'm not going to complain about it's that. It's true, and you have a whole entirely added storyline. I think that Kiwami 2 will shape up to be a more complete game, per se, as opposed to Kiwami yeah, 1. Yeah, I'd say so. Which which I, I'm i totally fine with. So, And we get to see our boy Daigo Dojima in a white puffy yeah. marshmallow jacket. Early 2000s and isn't, vibe. And that's know? all I want. It's all I want in my life. <laughs> I want him, and I want him dancing to Europop. <laughs> that's what was that's what was popular back then. <laughs> <laughs> like the hamster dance, anything from DDR. The blue song. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what it is. Um, oh, Jesus. I remember that. The last game that I want to talk about is that I finished my first playthrough of Detroit mm. and it was such an emotional roller coaster. I loved it. I absolutely love the game. It is one of the best uh, stories on PS4, I think, that okay. I've played through. And I'm very impressed in general because when I, after finishing my first playthrough, and I looked up the tree of all the possible endings that you can get, there is so much more cross-chapter um, decisions than in Heavy Rain. They basically, like, tenfolded their Heavy Rain series in terms That's of choices. Awesome. And it's so crazy because there's things as simple as, like, like for example, um, there was a situation where you're either going to go... And you're in like a room and it asks you whether or not you go into the kitchen or go into the rooftop. And my thinking was, oh, you know what? Go into the kitchen first because then I'm I'm assuming that to get the 100%, you have to go to the rooftop last and go to all those different places. Like if you go to the rooftop first, then that's where the main suspect is. Wow. It turns out, though, that that was a legit choice. Like, you could only go to the kitchen or only go to the roof. And it completely the affected hell? the storyline because I was like, holy crap. Because my thinking was, let's go in the kitchen first and then go to the rooftop last. Do it floor by floor. And then it by doing that, it changed the outcome of what would have happened on the roof, which actually benefited another character which actually, like, saved the character in the end. It was crazy. Like, the fact that I did this chain, like, set off another chain for another character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was so impressed by that when I looked at the tree. So impressed. By far, my favorite storyline is uh, the detective cop, Connor. That was definitely the most... Flesh, er, I'd say, not necessarily say it's the most fleshed out storyline, but it was the least, as I predicted, at, funny, as I predicted, it was the least predictable storyline. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. In a, in a really good way, though. And um, his, so what ends up happening with him is he is partnered with a human cop. And uh, as you can probably guess that changes throughout the storyline i really really love it i'm gonna 100 percent it because i do want to see all the choices 
And I'm probably going to pick it up too at some point, maybe like Black Friday. I'm, I'm telling you, like, if you want to save money, I would wait for this game to at least reach $20. It's such a solid game to play. Solid? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Man, so looking at my ending, I think, depending on how you interpret it, I'd say I got a pretty good ending. and But granted, I'm OCD as fuck. So... I was not going to let anything slip the cracks. It was so okay. funny, though. Like, I noticed myself towards the final chapters of the game stressing. Like, I was already stressed out playing the game, but, like, it will literally ask me, like, do you want to go through the door or not? Yes, no. And I had to pause the game, and I would just, like, be like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to go through the door? Am I not going to go through the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, especially in the last three chapters, I basically paused every, like, every other freaking choice. Because I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. I was freaking out so much because I was worried about people dying. But I would, I would, I am very satisfied with the ending that I got. Although one character... And I'm not going to say whether it's a main or a side character, but a character that I really liked did die, though. And I was pretty, I was really upset in particular when this character died. Um, I was so upset because I was like, damn it, I should have taken the bus. I should have taken the bus and I should have done this other thing, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yes, it is a wonderful game. And... um, one other thing that I wanted to talk about is that it is actually a much more political game that I was expecting. And a political, like, obviously, like, building robots, you can probably, for you can interpret that as political. But they paralleled um, androids and acceptance in society with the Civil War. Like, the actual U.S. Civil War. They completely paralleled it. And I was shocked. Like... When it clicked, it I was shocked. Like I didn't realize that they were going to do that. Obviously, but uh, I actually I because I am a American, it resonated with me a lot more. I like if someone who did not know about the U.S. Civil War playing this, I don't know. Like you would still be moved by the storyline, but I wouldn't necessarily know if you would have completely understood like some of the actions that were taken in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was very interesting to see that, and I liked it. Um, I don't mind if games uh, want to teach a lesson, or like you know, developers want to teach a lesson. I mean, like you know, Wolfenstein wants you to kill Nazis, so <laughs> might as well do it. <laughs> might as well do it. So yeah, hundred percent. Like Detroit is definitely one of my favorite games that I played this year. I definitely want to check it out. Yes. And that is all. That's actually everything I played. That's it. Wow, really? Yeah. Because um, everything started breaking as of today. So, uh, oh, right, right, right. So there's right. nothing else to play. <laughs> well, that's a good excuse now. <laughs> true that, true that. I mean, oh, and then um, I am basically in the gold league for Superstar BTS, but... That's a that's another can of worms that I don't want to go into because I'm upset of uh, uh, I'm upset because of pay to play players. In oh, okay. I'm not gonna 
ask you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just I'm so mad because they just like I'm realizing that they get so many benefits that I don't because I'm free to play. Ugh. Okay. But, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah. Oh, no, you did talk about it. You did talk about it. Never mind. You did talk about it. No, it's just, it's just okay. the fact that, like, pay-to-play players, when there's different promo- weekly promotions, they just it benefits them a lot more because, obviously, the company is trying to make money. Yep, yep, yep. It just kind of sucks. If only those things were cosmetic. Oh, well. True. True that. So... Uh- so I wanted to talk about a uh, a YouTuber that I've been watching recently that I found very funny and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you heard of Nakey Jakey on YouTube? You know the name sounds very familiar, but I've never I've never looked into it. He's this guy that sits on a yoga ball and talks about video games, but not like the ranty, like cringy kind of way. Yeah, he does like really insightful, thoughtful, funny, like video essays about video games, like. He does things that people probably don't even think about or talk about in the, in the video game space. Like, he does two videos on, like, the best moms and the best dads in video games. Oh, wow. And they're really funny. Yeah, they're really funny. Like, you don't think about that when you're playing a game. Like, for example, he brought the fact that, you know, Kratos is a dad in the newest one. And I was like, yeah, that's right. He's a dad. And he was bringing up the fact that, you know, Kratos contrasts between being a father and, you know, his, his earlier character in, in the previous game. So... I thought it was interesting how he, he brings up these issues, not only issues, he brings up these details about video games that not everyone talks about, but of course he, he talks about things that other YouTubers have talked about, like music, but also like the action genre, platformers, Mario, all these all these things, but I, I highly recommend him to you, Elisa, because I think he's really funny. I, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to someone about Kratos being a dad uh, recently because there was a sale for a God of War and I was telling them that it you know, like we had this conversation before. It's not the same game that was on PS3 or PS2. And yeah. they were talking about how we need a lot more games like that where not necessarily you have a parent, but just a mentor or some sort of guidance along the way because it creates a lot of different relatable aspects yeah, to the storyline. Totally. Totally. But that's cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's um definitely like I think he he definitely has a lot to say, a lot of insightful things to say, a lot of smart and witty things to say. He's really funny. I think you should give him give him a, a listen. And and whoever else is listening to this podcast, he de- he deserves a lot more subscribers than he already has. I, that's how I feel because just his content is really funny and unique. He's hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, Definitely check him out. A guy who reviews games and talks about games and strengthens their core at the same time, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all for I'm all for health and I'm all for gaming, so, which is such a Hell... weird combo. <laughs> Listen, if we fit can do it, so can you. Yes, definitely. As I'm drinking this drink. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm. I mean, uh, you're, I'm drinking grapes <laughs> and all that sugary goodness. So, in a quick bit of gaming news, I don't know if you saw, but 
Cyberpunk 2077 released some new gaming screenshots. You're talking about Gamescom, right? The one that happened in Germany yeah. recently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They released new screenshots from the engine, and it looks beautiful. Like yes. It's mostly people pointing guns at each other and at you. <laughs> so there's not really much to say about it, except for the backgrounds look really nice. Um, just for those that don't know, uh, I mentioned this before, Cyberpunk 2077 is an g- upcoming game from CD Projekt Red, who made The Witcher. They um they're making this new cyberpunk game set in the future, um some new city in California I forget the name of the city Midnight City something like that that's uh it's set in California it's this large sprawling open world city the whole game is open world um it's all played from a first person perspective um I forgot what kind of character you are I forgot his name too but the entire game is based off of this board game uh, not I wouldn't say the game is based off of the board game directly I would say the board game the game is based off of the concept from the same board game of the same name yes but um yeah no um the screenshots look really cool the characters look really interesting they all have like robotic prosthetic things like legs and fingers and arms some guys have like implants in their face like covering their eyes like those are their eyes now like it's really interesting like the game looks really cool and i i definitely want to check it out i definitely will probably buy it day 1 because I'm a sucker for those kind of games. Yeah. I um I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I've seen those pictures and they look really nice. Uh you know, technically for this year's E3, uh, in my opinion, Cyberpunk was one of the if not like one of the most important things that came out during that during this year's. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited for it. By by the way, the main character's name is V. Oh, V. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Speaking of games con, did you are you aware that Shenmue has a release date? Um 3. Yes, Shenmue 3. Wait, really when? August 27, 2019. Wow, finally. It is the official release date. So, I'm thinking about picking up Shenmue 1 and 2 on PS4. It actually it just came out, right? I think so, or it's about to come out. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it came out. So the reason I want to buy it is because, you know, Yakuza, the whole series is inspired by the Shenmue series, which is also a Sega property, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Shenmue has the same eyebrows as Kiryu, basically. Very in- true. I know. Those brows don't lie. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, so I, I think I'm going to pick that up soon. Uh I I might even be interested in playing it now. Yeah. Because you've talked not? about Shenmue before, and Shenmue seems to be a, a cult classic type of game. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, I, I I wasn't really aware of it until... This is really bad. So I have a Dreamcast, and Shenmue came out originally on the Dreamcast, but that's not one of the games I originally bought for the Dreamcast. That's My... not bad, though. No, that's that's not what I'm trying to say. When I first brought my Dreamcast over to my college apartment, my two roommates, they told me about burning games onto CDs and making those into actual Dreamcast games. Oh, which is one of the reasons got it, got it, got it. Which is one of the reasons why the Dreamcast failed is because there were so many people pirating games by literally getting ROMs, physically burning them onto CDs, popping it in the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast will play it without any special software or any special you know, physical hacking to the, to the system. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my, one of my uh, roommates at the time, he was like, 
have you heard of Shenmue? I was like, I don't know what that is. Is that like a shooter game? He's like, no, it's an action adventure 3D game. I was like, okay. So he burned it onto the CD and he popped it in the Dreamcast and he started playing it. I was like, this is kind of weird. And it, like he was walking around as as the main character um, and just like asking people questions and like doing things in your daily life. And I was like, okay, why is this really interesting to you? And then he's like, well, you know, it's the 1980s in Japan, get to hang out with people. I'm like, this sounds like the most boring shit ever. (laughs) While I was like playing playing Animal Crossing, which to some people is considered boring, which is essentially the same thing that I mentioned to him about playing Shenmue. Yeah. But, you know, little little did I know that I would be obsessed with a series that was similar in the same vein to Shenmue. So, you know, karma ate my ass. A lot of, the more I look into Shenmue, the more I realize how many people really like that game. Oh, yeah. No, when they announced that 3 was coming out, like people lost their minds at E3. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, you guys are you guys love Shenmue. Definitely. Nothing wrong with that. All right, people. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I might stop by GameStop tomorrow. (laughs) I don't I don't I like I'm thinking about it. Think about it. You got one. You got exactly one year and six days. Six to four days, one year and four days to get it. Yeah, it um it came out on the twenty first of this month, yeah. so two days ago. Yes. Um, I, I mean, by thinking about it, I I mean like I don't know if I should buy it online or if I should buy it in the store. Yeah. Um, regardless, I'll I'll be taxed. But in one instance, I can get it, you know, sooner. It's true. So I might stop by. After work or before work tomorrow. To yeah, pick it totally. Up. Why not, you know? All right, I'm going to bite tomorrow. <laughs> that, that, you know what? That Follow your heart. Follow your heart. You know what? This strawberry rhubarb is so good, it's making me buy games so fast. It's not good. I know. By the time this podcast ends, it's going to be like, all right, it's shipping from Amazon mm-hmm. <laughs> in two days. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm fucking going to I'm going to GameStop tomorrow. <laughs> Might as well. It's only thirty dollars. The game is really cheap. Because it comes with one and two. Yes, exactly. Two games I'm, for one. Totally. Totally. One thing from Gamescom that came out that I care about um probably more than you do, Jeremy, is um there's just yeah. more news about Soul Calibur. And they add they confirmed a character. Uh, they've actually th- I feel like this entire like past two months they've been uh, confirming which characters are going to appear on Soul Calibur 6. Oh, and, which character? Um well for one, um Talim, Talim the Escrima girl, like the Filipino one is going to be in Soul Calibur oh, 6. What, really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. She's actually like one of the first characters they revealed. Nice. And then obviously Mitsurugi, because if you don't have Mitsurugi, everyone's going to get upset. This It's not Soul Calibur if there's no Mitsurugi. Yeah, basically. And then <laughs> um, they a few weeks ago, they revealed Asaroth and Sungmina was going to be on it. And today, or at least like yesterday at Gamescom, they reveal, revealed uh, Tira, the clown, is going to be, or the jester is going to be, in Soul Calibur 6. Uh, but she's only going to be in Soul Calibur 6 as DLC. Oh, okay. Okay. Also, Taki, um, because y- you need 
you need your ninja with big boobs on that. Not gonna deny that. Oh my Just god! Kidding. Sorry, can I say something real quick? <laughs> sure. There is a person with huge boobs in Valkyria Chronicles Four. Like, is her name Mayu Cosetta? Just kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Terrasauce fans. <laughs> hey. The ch- the answer is no, though. But oh, like, okay. Holy crap! Like they are freaky. Like. They came on screen, and I was like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) (laughs) everyone, like, I mean, let's face it. JRPGs, I get it. I play JRPGs all the time. They have huge boobs. But this was, like, taking up half the screen in the cutscene. Like, in-your-face boobs? Yeah, they're totally in-your-face boobs. See, that's annoying, because, like, it's distracting. The 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 thing is is that like she's not it's she's not even showing skin. It's just straight up like in the uniform she's wearing, she just has big boobs. So Hmm. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean that's not fun? <laughs> I don't wanna stare at that. Like I wanna play the game, you know? There's a time for that and there's a time for playing the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's I don't want to be, I want to, if you're playing a match, it's a fighting game. You want to win, right? You don't want to be like, oh, this is great, you know? I know. So, you gotta gotta have priorities, you know? I know. And then you have, and then you have Kai in the corner. She's just like living her life as a, as an assassin who covers up and does not have big boobs, but she's confident in herself. Yeah. True woman right there. True woman. True woman. <laughs> respect. Yes, respect. Or respect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, what were we talking about before? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Yay. <laughs> we're not done yet. <laughs> well, I'm done talking about boobs. That's all that matters. Oh, what if I want to talk about more? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, lords. Oh, one more, one more, one more. Devil May Cry yep. 5, for anyone who plays that, is coming out on March 8th, 2019. Devil May Cry 5. You know, I've only played the third one. I like the third have... one. A lo- the third one's great. I like that one a lot, but I, I have not played any other one. I feel you. Yeah. I've never played any of them, so. Yeah. You know. It's all good though. Yeah, it's all good in the hood, Elisa. Yep. And that's it. Uh, that's all the news that I have about Gamescom. That's all I want to talk about as well from my end regarding that. Okay, cool. Um, maybe we can move on to the question that we have. Is there more than one question that we have this week? I don't think so. Not this week. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead and read it? Do you have it up? No, I don't have it out. <laughs> okay, I have it up. I have it up. All right. So this question is from question slash comment is from I'm gonna butcher your name and I'm so sorry. Go Anik Go or is it Go Anik Go? Uh, whatever it is, you can correct us later. I'm sorry. I'll say Anik for the time being. Please correct me if I'm wrong. So Anik says, and thank you for submitting your question, Anik. They their comment and questions are. That Time Podcast. My name is Anik, and I'm from the Bay Area, too. Hey, shout out. I discovered the podcast, and I downloaded almost all the episodes and skimmed through them. I hope this show blows up because you guys deserve it. Thanks. 
All your guests are fun too. Please don't stop and keep going for all of us. Aw, that's nice. Thank this you. is a very sweet comment. <laughs> I know. It makes me happy. It warms my heart. <laughs> so they also say, here's some questions as a new viewer. I hope you answer them. So we'll do one by one or we'll answer one by one. Okay, Lisa? Okay. All right. So they say, question number one, who is your favorite non-Kiryu, non-Majima character in the Yakuza series? Oh, man. That's a hard one. Alisa, do you have an idea? Um... I okay, so I love my girl Haruka. Haruka like does her thing, <laughs> being the daughter of the dragon of Dojima. I but um, I you know what? I might have to go with Akiyama. That's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> yeah, Akiyama, especially in five, is like a fucking badass. Oh. I need to play five, but see, my basis isn't from six. Yeah. But I, I really like his character a lot. Yeah, so far from what I saw on 6, he seems like a... He's a solid dude, you know? He's like a G. Like, he, he he helps carry him, like, no matter die, what. He's a ride or die, Jeremy. Yeah, that's my kind of dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in a video game, I want to be paired up with that guy. He is a fucking so, ride or die. Totally, totally. So that's why I'm also going to say Akiyama, simply because 6 really impressed me with his abilities and him as a character um so i haven't played five yet but i want to so i can experience the full akiyama marvel definitely question number two what is a random fact about yourselves that the audience and the other host doesn't know about you yet that's a hard one actually huh huh um, okay, I have one. I have an uh, ear and a knack for accents. Like, I can mimic an accent almost perfectly if I hear it once. And I like to learn about accents and I like to do accents because I think it's really interesting and it's funny. And when I tell a story, I like to convey a message using an accent, especially if it's someone that speaks with that accent. It's always fun to do that. Um not in like a making fun of them sort of way. It's more of like to make the story sound more correct. You know, it's like to enhance it. That's what I wanted to say. That's it's, a really it's more cool of the fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a, it's almost like a superpower, but my brother and I have the same talent and we can both do it. So I always thought about becoming a voice actor at some point and contributing my voice and specific accents that I can do perfectly to yeah. different characters. But I don't know how I really don't know how to get into voice acting. And right now I'm like, it's just a faraway dream that maybe I'll do it one day. And if I have time, I'll start doing it. But uh, yeah, no, I would say like accents and, and listening to accents is something that I can do almost perfectly. That is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I, cause like I, for me, accents are very difficult for, to listen to and understand. And totally. that's a big doubt. Da- that's a really useful talent, especially. Oh yeah. No, it helps when I'm speaking another language. Like when I speak Japanese, everyone says like I sound fluent, which is fine. But in reality, like my Japanese isn't perfect. Like there, I still struggle with a lot of things when I speak Japanese, but I can mimic Japanese exactly to sound like how it should. Yeah. So if I can get away with that, fake it till you make it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that that's that's totally okay with me. So the accents are pretty big with me. That's so cool. Thank you. How about yourself? 
Um. Uh. Did you know that we share the same birthday month? Hey. Just <laughs> hey. Shout out to February babies. Shout out. <laughs> uh, let's go with this one. You know, uh, when I was in middle school and high school, uh, middle school, elementary, and high school, I played the flute for fourteen years. Oh my god, that's insane! And I'm I was a first chair too, and I and I even uh, can play the piccolo pretty well. Wow, I wow, that's news to me. That's pretty cool. Except, uh, it's been I want to say years since I've played it. Like it's been two years since I've played the flute. After I went to college, it, I kind of dropped it because um, I. It's a very difficult. It's very difficult playing an instrument if you don't have the privacy to do it. Yes. And when I was in college too, um, I actually was really interested in joining the orchestra. Um, also, so also a fun fact. Um, what really got me into playing instruments and playing the flute specifically is I really like soundtracks and I like scores a lot. So that that's one. Of, so one of the reasons that kept me going was after I learned classical. So how it worked with my previous teacher, his name's Darren. Shout out to Darren. Like really, like never gave up with me when I was playing the flute. Aww. But um how it works is um how it worked for me is that i as after i mastered all these classical uh flute pieces like for example flight of the bumblebee is like if you can do flight of the bumblebee you're basically set for life Uh, (laughs) but like after that he was like yeah you can do whatever you want like you know like let's have fun for your junior and senior year Sure, sure, sure. So I actually I chose like uh, movie soundtracks and video game soundtracks. Awesome. So and that was one of the biggest reasons why I got into it at first because I and also one of the reasons why I'm actually very I I don't I don't know if people knows but I love orchestra a lot. Um, it's one of the few genre like I love listening to it to study to calm down to you know relax especially video game soundtracks that use orchestra are amazing nice but yeah, yeah that's no, totally yeah that's my fun fact cool wow thanks for sharing that that's that's news to me overall yeah so the third question is favorite food calamari uh right now at the top, tip of my tongue i'm gonna say uh pork katsu japanese curry that is a solid one yes the fourth question is, would you ever get an Xbox? My answer is yes, I would get an Xbox simply because of Halo. I love Halo as a game. I own the second one on on Microsoft Windows Vista disc. Uh, I have a, I, it's literally what it says on the box. I'm looking at it right now. It says Windows Vista. And I'm like, why? But um, Why? Why, pretty much. Um, and I would buy an Xbox simply because I want the Master Chief collection, which comes with... Um, Halos one through four or five, I believe. Whatever the current, all the current Halos are, I would play the shit out of the Master Chief Collection. I heard they're updating it soon to make it f- a 4K, but fixing a lot of other issues. So if I could, I would buy an Xbox One with the Master Chief Collection and any future Halo games because I love Halo. I think Halo is a fun, 
series. I've read a lot of the Halo books when I was in middle school, which is so random. It's another random fact. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally... Also, Rare. Like, I, I still like... Rare as a company, well, I, I like their glory days as a company, but I want to I want to buy the uh, the Rare collection, whatever that disc is that contains Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Conquer. I want to buy that um, and play it on the Xbox. So there's like only a, a handful of games that I would play on Xbox, but of course they're exclusives, which is totally fine. I mean, you only my my in my honest opinion, I bought the PS4 because they had more exclusives in my opinion than the Xbox. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, overall, yes, I would buy an Xbox. Elisa? Um, personally, no. And it's very simple. Um, there, there has not been a hey, uh, a Xbox exclusive that has interested me. That's fine. That that's really the reason. Okay. Uh, and their final comment is Godspeed, Jeremy and Elisa. Oh, thank you. Godspeed, Anik. Yes, Anik, Anik, thank you very much for your question submission. You can find and uh, submit your questions if you go to downtime.live, click on contact. You can submit a question, a comment, a concern, hopefully no concerns, and we will read it on the podcast. And with that said, you can scroll down to the bottom left corner of our website, click on join our community. That will lead us to a link to join our Discord. Join our Discord. Chat with us, as I mentioned before, in real time. Ask us questions. There's a whole thread dedicated to podcast questions. Um, find us on Stitcher. Find us on iTunes. Find us on Google Play Music. You can find us on YouTube. And you can find us on Podbean, where we will always post our podcasts to these platforms. So listen to us there. Leave us a like, a comment. Leave us a review on iTunes so that we can read it out loud on the podcast. Anything else I forgot, Alisa? Oh, and then we are actually on another new platform. It's called Blueberry. I've never heard of that, and this is also news to me. <laughs> yes, and I think that um, it's it's a platform that is mo- more associated with Android phones. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, the, it, it was news to me when I found out about the platform, but we're on there hmm. now. Did you put us on there, or we were just put on there? Um... Uh, we were put on there. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so. Well, here we are. Here we are. Anything else you want to add before we close out today, Elisa? No. I guess I'll close out this podcast by saying, um, you know, make sure your shit's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will, uh-huh. You know... Gamefly. <laughs> I, you know, we're we're friends, right? I don't know. I don't know what kind of relationship this is right now. I imagine you're holding Gamefly's hands. You're like, are we still friends? Are we after all this? Are we still cool? I don't know. I don't know, Gamefly. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, I have to. All I have to say is uh, that strawberry rhubarb was damn good. Oh, yeah. I started with it and I finished it. Yes. It's all gone. All right. You have just listened to the 67th episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Reconsider your Gamefly subscription or, you know what, hold out if you need to. Um, I'm not promoting anything, but I hope that you have a wonderful day. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. See you next time.